Welcome to History Makers. I'm Matt Prater. Today we're speaking with the CEO of the Bible Society in Australia, Greg Clark. How are you, mate? Well, thanks, Matt. Good to talk to you. It's great to have you with us on the program today. Now, you've got an exciting event coming up in Canberra on uh, a Saturday, the 27th of September, about the historical Jesus. Tell us about this one. Yes, well, the Bible Society's uh, always had great supporters in Canberra, and we're really pleased to be doing a movie night down there. A couple of years ago, uh, John Dixon, the well-known awesome historian, and I went over to Israel to film a documentary about the life of Jesus. And the goal was to show people what it is that historians of any flavor, any beliefs would agree upon happened around Jesus of Nazareth. And amazingly, it's much more than you would think if you listen to the crazy uh, atheists that are getting all the news time these days. And what was it like over there? Oh, it was wonderful. I think anyone who's been over to uh, to Israel and knows the scriptures um, or is a Christian person just has an incredible sense of the location of the stories in the gospel and just things like understanding the distances that Jesus would have walked from one place to another really just brings alive that uh, the history side of the whole Christian faith. Well, I've had the privilege of uh, going to Israel and uh, walking in the footsteps of Jesus, you know, going down the Via Dolorosa and the Sea of Galilee and, uh, you know, where the Sermon of the Mount took place. And it really does give you an insight. And, and you know, every time you read the Bible now, you go, oh, yeah, I've pictured that. Oh, I, know, oh, I know where that spot is, you know. And they don't know the exact spot, but you get you get an idea of the geography of the place, don't you? That's right. And you, you breathe in the air and you have a sense of what it meant to have dirt between your feet as you roam from town to town. And, and of course, you see the huge impact that uh, Jesus had on not just that part of the world, but coming outwards from Jerusalem to Judea to the ends of the earth. Tell you a fascinating story. Uh, just, just on the weekend, I was at the local shops and I saw one of these young Israeli boys selling skin products. You know, you often see them in the shops from yes, uh, and yes. this young boy, and uh, he had this, you know, beautiful brown olive skin, and he had the, the whole Israeli look going on. And I said to the kids, let's have a chat to this boy. And uh, he, he was 23 years old and from Israel. And I said, oh, I, um, I, I went to Israel and walked through the footsteps of Jesus. And he said, oh, I believe Jesus is the Messiah. And uh, I, I was just like, wow, this is awesome. And I said to my kids, that's probably what Jesus looked like, you know. Right, Long yeah. dark hair, beautiful brown skin, you know, a very intense looking guy, you know, uh, and you know because you often see the pictures of Jesus where he had blonde hair and he was wearing a, a white nighty, you know. But he was an Israeli, wasn't he? <laughs> he was. He was a Middle Eastern man. He was um, probably the kind of person that um, in our politics today people might be worried that you know, something else is going on here. Yeah, that's Jesus true. Was Jesus was not a blonde haired, blue eyed. Scandinavian, as you see in some of the pictures of childhood. <laughs> so um, I've appreciated John Dixon's work for years as well. Uh, he's been, uh, he used to host a TV show I used to watch when I was a kid, and he was in a band called In the Silence when I used to go to Black Stump when I was a kid. Uh, and now he's he's been on the world stage sharing the gospel at, you know, events like the Willow Creek event, and he's been on Q&A on, on ABC TV. Uh, what was it like working with him? 
Well, John's great. We've been friends for a very long time, and uh, we've always, uh, uh, about 20 years ago, we had the sort of dream of doing ministry together, and uh, God's been very kind in providing ways that we can do that. Um, you know, John's gone from uh, the rock star to the doctorate in history, but I think he'd probably still prefer the rock star if, if, the, if the truth were known. <laughs> but uh, between us, I think we can cover a fair bit of ground in terms of understanding Christianity in its past and its present. And in the documentary, uh, The Life of Jesus film, John talks you through the history of what happened there. And then he and I have conversations on the scene about the issues that flow out of believing that Jesus really was who he said he was. So if Jesus came and did what he did, well, how can we believe in miracles in the age of science? And we're standing there in Capernaum discussing uh, the the miracles of the New Testament. So you get a, a glimpse of the history of Jesus, but then also the issues that you and your friends will have about whether you can believe the Christian story these days. Okay, so for those in Canberra that want to see it, it's on Saturday, September 27. Uh, where's the location? It's at Hoyt's in Belconnen, um, just in the Hoyt's cinema there. Um, you sign up online at the Bible Society website, biblesociety.org.au slash Life of Jesus. And is this available on DVD anywhere? It is, yes. You can purchase the DVD from the Bible Society store, and um, it's actually a six-week course as well as a... Uh, as a film experience. So we recommend anyone who's interested in exploring what we know about Jesus and how we know it, um, either as a Christian or with your non-Christian friends, this is a great way to do it. I think we need more resources like this uh, in the church, particularly in Australia. Like the Alpha course is brilliant. A lot of churches have used that. And, and I know uh, Dominic Steele have got, has got Introducing God, which is another great Aussie product. Uh, so this is a six-week course that churches or, or Bible study groups could, could do uh, over, you know, over a six-week period and, and unpack the story of Jesus. Uh, and uh, it sounds like it does have workbooks that come with it and everything as well. Yeah, there's an accompanying book that uh, guides you through it all, and uh, you can just read as well as a... Uh If you're not into the DVD, you can read the book on the life of Jesus. Let's just backtrack a bit. Uh, We know uh, John Dixon is also connected to the Centre for Public Christianity, where you used to work. Uh, How did you get involved with them years ago? Well, uh, he and I had always wanted to set up something that would help Australians in particular, the sceptical Australian who probably doesn't know a lot about Christianity but is kind of interested in spiritual things. How can they find out about the Christian faith and really explore it in a way that makes sense to them culturally. So we were given a a large grant by Mission Australia, the the wonderful charity, to set up what is now the Centre for Public Christianity. And and the aim of the centre is to use the media and to be engaged in mainstream media as well as Christian media to talk about the Christian faith, radio, TV, op-eds in the papers, using website material, so that in the mainstream of Australian discussion you hear smart, hopefully, um, creative, engaging Christian voices um, and uh, people like yourself, Matt, and yeah. people who can talk in public confidently about the faith and from a lot of different angles. And so CPX now also employs Simon Smart, who's a fantastic writer and communicator, and a number of other people who are exploring what it means to be a Christian in the contemporary world and happy to talk about it openly with anyone who's willing to listen. So the Centre has done a, a lot of media work um, usually has uh, material in the papers or on websites around the place every couple of weeks. And they might talk up front about the Christian faith or explore issues that the new atheism raises or talk about how Christianity interacts with issues such as ethics and science and the arts. Uh, it's been fantastic to be involved with it. And now Bible Society is a partner group with uh, 
with CPX to try and grow the work even further. In fact, I'm in Melbourne at the moment to uh, expand some of our work in Melbourne. It's such a wonderful uh, organisation because, you, I mean, it's interesting. The media paints a, a pretty strange picture of Christians. You know, you look at Ned Flanders on The Simpsons or you look at uh, any movie that's out and often the, the Christian or, or the minister is uh, is seen as daggy and outdated and, and uh, not very bright. Uh, it's good to see you guys are, are putting people out there that can... Uh, have a reasonable, rational discussion about Christianity uh, without trying to shove it down people's throats, hey? Yeah, that's right. It's, it's all about tone and being able to engage with people in a way that um, is respectful to them, but also can call out where the gaps in people's knowledge are because I think one of the big problems in Australian society at the moment is people don't know where their bread's been buttered. They don't know that the Christian faith, the Bible in particular, has brought... Uh, incredible goods into our society, that it's helped to shape education, that it's shaped our legal system, that uh, many of the, the principles of democracy that we treasure, they've, they've been derived from New Testament teachings, that you still find things like the Good Samaritan law in our system. You know, well, who knows what a Good Samaritan is these days? You know, there's, a, there's a debt to Christianity that people are just not aware of. So part of the task is just to uncover or rediscover for people the beauty and the truth and the influence of the Christian faith and hopefully attract them to Jesus as a result. Now, let's just take a bit of a uh, U-turn here in our discussion. I mean, it's good to talk about all the, the stuff that you're, that you're into with theology and getting the Bible out in the public and all that. But let's talk music, because you and I have something in common. We're both big U2 fans. Uh, oh, yeah. And a lot of people have uh, just got a hold of uh, Songs of Innocence, the new uh, album that Apple actually allowed people to download for free, which is just an incredible platform for you too. Uh, but a lot of people bag out you too and say they're not really Christians, they're wishy-washy, and uh, you know you shouldn't listen to what they have to say because they're con- contaminated by the world. Uh, but let's face it, you too is one of the most influential bands in the world, and they've influenced a lot of Christian musicians as well. And you've written a bit of a blog on uh, their latest offering. Tell us your thoughts on it. Well, I can't help myself with you two. Uh, as soon as there's a new album, I've, I've got to be right into it. And um, I think I can forgive them anything because I've loved them since childhood. And, you know, once you've been so influenced and you've sat in your bedroom screaming at the ceiling to a song, you know, <laughs> you're, you're going to be very generous to a band. But this is all about uh, public Christianity, really, because a band like you two, sometimes without people even realizing, is often bringing forward in their songs a message of Christian hope of the Christian shape of the world, of what a Christian makes of issues such as poverty, uh, injustice. And I just see it everywhere in their music. And some people don't, but I think you've got to be blind to not know that when a band has a song called Yahweh, they're somehow connected to the uh, Jewish or Christian faith. There's, um, there's just so much of the Christian worldview informing their writing. And I, I think, again, you've got to reveal that to people. You can enjoy their music just for the sheer pleasure of it. And um, and some don't enjoy the music, that's fine. But those who do ought to know that there's a Christian worldview that's shaping the writing of these songs, the choice of subject matter, the kind of language that's used. And um, you know, a simple example is in line on the new song was a reference to the, I'm a long way from the hill of Calvary. Well, if you don't know the story of Jesus' crucifixion on Calvary, that line means nothing to you. Mm. So there's there's just an echo of the Christian message there in the biggest band in the world that turned up in half a million people's inboxes 
last week and uh, kept the, the rumour of God alive. Absolutely amazing. And, you know, their song uh, 40, based on Psalm 40, has always been one of my favourites. And, of course, songs like Grace, you know, so many other songs they have with biblical themes. I still haven't found what I'm looking for. I'm still trying to work out what that means. But, you know, <laughs> an amazing song. Uh, but, I, I mean, the thing is, some Christians write them off and go, oh, no, they're too worldly or they smoke or they do this or that, you know. But, I mean, the most popular singer ever, I would say, would have to be King David who right. wrote the psalm, most of the psalms. And, hey, look, he was a murderer and an adulterer. Uh, if we wrote him off, we wouldn't have that large portion of the Bible and most of our modern worship songs, which are based on the psalms, wouldn't, wouldn't be sung in our churches. Uh, just well, because, part, of the beauty, yeah. part of the beauty of Christianity is that we broken, fallen people stand up and worship God mm. and he accepts us because Jesus is our righteousness on our, he's, he's the one who stands purely before God on our behalf. So if you two is, are claiming that they're sinners, they're acting like sinners, they're, and they're still holding on to grace, well, that's just all of us. That's, that's right. representing what it means to be a Christian in this fallen age. And I don't know if you've read this article yet, but I just read one the other day about uh, how Bono wrote a poem to Billy Graham. Uh, he had a chance to go and meet Billy Graham years ago, and he asked Billy Graham to lay hands on him and pray for him because he really respects and honours Billy Graham as a prophetic voice. And, and uh, he actually called him a prophetic poet, I think was was the words that he used in the poem. And, uh, and Bono said, look, I mightn't have got everything worked out, but I believe in older godly men laying hands on young men like me who need prayer. And I thought, well, that's a great heart that Bono's done that, you know? Yeah, I mean, people find it hard to think of Bono as a humble person. <laughs> How can you be the lead singer of the, <laughs> the biggest rock band in the world? But that's what the gospel does to you, I think, is it makes you realize who you are and that, you know, you're in desperate need of help and you'll get it wherever you can take it. Well, it's a great blog that you've written. It's called Greg Clark on the Miracle in the YouTube Bloodstream. Uh, you can find that at uh, biblesociety.org.au. Just search for the YouTube article and you can uh, find out what uh, the CEO of the Bible Society is listening to these days. Uh, and, uh, mate, I just think it's uh, it's an honour to catch up with you on the radio today. I think the Bible Society is one of the most important organisations to get people into the Word of God every day. All the research shows that those who are into the Word of God every day will grow. Those who aren't into the Word of God every day won't grow and uh, I know you guys are so active in trying to get people from all walks of life to be uh, into the scriptures and I just really want to thank you for what you're doing at the Bible Society Greg Clark I reckon you're a history maker God bless thanks Matt and thanks for all your support thanks for joining us on History Makers if you'd like to listen to this interview again just go to historymakers.tv there you'll find links to Facebook Twitter and Instagram you can subscribe to our iTunes podcast or check out our YouTube clips. And you can find out about History Makers TV. We are a faith-based ministry and we appreciate every donation. You know, the vision of History Makers is to share the good news of Jesus Christ to the nations of the world. If you'd like to partner with us, send us an email, info at historymakersradio.com. God bless you. Have an awesome day. I'm Matt Prater. And why don't you go and make history? History Makers. Order your flash drive with 20 of the best History Makers interviews now at historymakers.tv for just $19.95. All proceeds will help History Makers Radio and TV share the gospel all around the world. Order now at station sponsor, historymakers.tv. You'll hear interviews from Mark Burnett, producer of the Bible series and Survivor. Musicians like Paul Coleman, Mark Schultz and George McArdle from the Little River Band. Also Kate Brax, winner of MasterChef 2011, former Olympian Elka Whalen and many more. Order now at historymakers.tv.